My name is Cassie Summers. Welcome to the Curious Universe podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today's special guest is the wonderful Dr. Anthony Mattis. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Hi. I'm really excited to explore business um, with you in particular because I've kind of watched like massive transformation um, over the years. And I I just think you're amazing. Um, You know, I've been to classes with you and um, I've always really uh, been inspired by the way that you have kind of grown and changed throughout all the years. So I want to talk about the doctor thing for a minute. So you are a doctor of chiropractic. Yes. Yes. And you used to have a chiropractic business, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So did you, did you always know, like you wanted to own your own business? Was business something that interested you or was it more like the sessions? Uh, Well, the, okay. So yes and no. And yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um. I always knew I wanted to work for myself, but I also knew that I sucked at business and numbers. At least, you know, that was my point of view. So I had the point of view of, and, and I talked about this on Simone Millis's um, call not too long ago in podcast because um, she wrote the joy of business. And I always had this point of view in my mind that like, you know, if you build it, they will come. And, and if, you honor your clients and you get amazing results. They'll tell all their friends and then I'll have a successful business and I'll just pay the smart people with numbers to count my money for me to make sure I'm (laughs) dotting my I's and crossing my T's. And so that didn't quite work out for me in that way, you know, And, and what I've learned now is like everybody functions differently and I'm just one of those people who don't function in a normal way, the way like real business people function that are super successful. And, and what I mean by that is it was like, I didn't, I didn't choose to open up my practice in a place that I like resonated with. I chose a place that I love it. I love the sort of the aesthetics. I love the land. I love the nature. I live in a very beautiful place, but the people and I were very different. And doing a chiropractic practice, number one, that, that's just different amongst other health, you know, healing modalities. But the way that I wanted to practice the chiropractic was even more different than traditional chiropractic. So, you know, I chose to open up a practice in an area where I didn't really resonate with, you know, and I just made some, like a lot of bad decisions and choices that affected, you know, my, my business. I, I really couldn't get it ever past mediocrity. I got great results. The people who did come to see me loved me, but you know, it was just, I don't know. It was like oil and water for me. So I struggled. Yeah. Wow. And that's so cool to hear that, that really looking at the congruency and like setting up your business like that. And then what happens when you set it up? Not like that. So you moved into, now you have an access consciousness business. Uh, You travel the world, you facilitate classes. Um, 
So at some point you have this chiropractic business and you have this access business. Did you, did they overlap? Did you quit this one and jump into this one? Or did you find congruency with, with the chiropractic business at one point? Yeah. Well, um, yes and no. Like I had a handful of patients that were always open-minded to all the new things I was learning. And, you know, a lot of times I would just ask if I could practice, you know, I didn't even charge them because I was just so excited about, I love all healing modalities. I think they all have a serve their purpose and, and they, they help people get great results, but not every technique works for everyone, you know? And so I was one of those people that I wanted to help people get the best results possible in the fastest amount of time possible. And, but I'd like to, I always like to go deeper with what was going on in people's worlds more than just, okay, musculoskeletal issues. Okay. Well, what's the cause of it besides traumas and dramas? Let's look at the stress in your life. Let's look at the abuse you may have had. And so I like to learn a lot of the emotional healing techniques and, and whatnot. And so anyway, so I, I, I would go to those particular patients that were sort of open-minded to all the things I was learning. I'm like, Hey, I'm doing this new stuff called access consciousness. Are you open to me being able to practice with you? And it was amazing because they were like, yeah. And it's sort of, so for a while there, yeah, it was sort of blending in until I realized that the chiropractic business was actually slowing me down. And so I asked the question, all right, if, if I choose to keep my practice open, what will my life be like in five years? And if I choose to close my practice, my chiropractic practice down, what will my life be like in five years? And so when, when I asked what would it be like if I kept it open? It was very contracted. When I asked what would it be like if, if I closed it, it was really expansive. But I didn't have like sort of the proof of that. It was more of an energetic awareness based on the question. And of course, I tried to figure out and justify and put all the numbers together. Well, if I do close it out, how many sessions do I need to do per month? How many access classes? You know, and I went the way that you would try to figure things out according to this reality. And so I delayed. I delayed the process at least three years after that question. Wow. And I basically killed my chiropractic practice because I had left the practice three years before I actually closed it. And I got to a point where there was, I was only seeing like four or five patients a week. Wow. So you got the awareness, you energetically left the business. Correct. So then it started to decay. It just died. Yeah. Yep. It totally died. It was amazing. And everybody's like, you know, and I remember saying to Dr. Dane here, the co-creator of Access Consciousness, I'm like, I finally closed my practice. It's like, it's about time. I thought you were going to do this three years ago. (laughs) That's funny. So you said something that was kind of key. You were like, it was slowing you down. What were some of the, the hints to that, that someone could take and look at their own life? Is there something that's slowing me down? Like what was some of the, the clues that it was slowing you? the first clue was like, was I, was I able to be all of me? And the answer was no. Wow. Um, that's number one. Number two, you know, one of the reasons why I chose to become a chiropractor, and this is not to diss the field of chiropractic. Okay. And, and chiropractic is as much an, an art as it is a philosophy and a science. Okay. So, and there's a hundred, there's a thousand different ways of practicing chiropractic. And, and uh, unfortunately, the public doesn't know of all these different ways of practicing chiropractic because chiropractic is a wonderful profession. I personally believe in particular types and styles of chiropractic that, that are better than others, but that's just my point of view. And so, th- th- you know, uh, 
unfortunately not enough people are under chiropractic care. So I don't want to sound like I'm dissing chiropractic, but I became a chiropractor because I thought I was going to be able to work with people in a particular way. And I didn't realize that, especially like where I live, <laughs> that, you know, if people were just coming in for neck and back pain, they're not interested in knowing that maybe their emotional stuff is causing their neck and back pain. Right. So it's like when you go to a butcher, you want meat, you don't want broccoli. You know yeah. what I mean? So I was trying to give people meat and broccoli and you know, and I learned the hard way. And then, so it just wasn't fun, you know, and because I knew what was possible, I knew what I could invite people to energetically, emotionally, and physically. And I just wasn't able to be all of that. Cause number one, it's fun for me. It's fun for me to work with people in that way. Um, and I just didn't feel like I was able to do it at a maximum capacity as a chiropractor, as I'm able to do with access consciousness, because one of the beauties with access is my clients are all over the world. I'm not subject to just where I live. And that's yeah. amazing. That's fun. Yeah. Well, okay. So when would you say, and I think everyone has like a different idea of what this even means, but that you felt like your access business took off, like it what was like, it's flying now. Like, well, it, it's had peaks and valleys. I mean, when I chose to close my, my practice down, every way that I tried to figure out what I needed to do and what it create, it, none of that came true. Like, it was weird. It's like I had these projections and expectations and like, it didn't even work. And I, it, but then I was like, okay, look, Am I actually willing to lose it all to go for it? And the answer was yes. So there was a minute at first where my finances went down and I had to actually go into my savings and I just kept plugging away and plugging away. And then I would say around 2017 and things started showing up beforehand. I was making more money in three days than I would in the whole month of chiropractic, but that was sort of in spots. You know what I mean? It wasn't like consistent. And then about 2017, maybe 18, uh, I'm not sure, um, I started facilitating the Access Conscious 3-Day Body class, and that really changed a lot. And then the Talk to the Entities classes, and that changed a lot. And so my income exponentialized. And then COVID came, right? Yeah. And the first year of COVID, I, I did great. I was mm -hmm. like, wow, cool. But in my universe a few things happened in my universe. I thought it was only going to last a year. So I thought it was going to be done. And so I sort of didn't like prepare for it to be another year, year and a half. Right. So that affected my travel a lot. And I kind of sort of stopped creating and I went down the COVID rabbit hole. I was sitting there reacting to all the different things in the news and trying to be right about this. That. And I literally destroyed my business. So the business went, Ooh, and I was like freaking, and I'm like, Whoa, what, you know, what's going on? What else is possible? And, and Gary Douglas, the founder of access consciousness and Dr. Dane here, co-creator, they got me to look at like where I was going down the rabbit hole. I was totally reacting to things and it was like destroying my business. And I didn't realize it because it was so like insidious, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. So I finally was like, okay, I have to start putting my attention over here now. I kind of took a vacation, an energetic vacation from the business, you know? Yeah. And when your energy's not in it, your finances will change. It's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. And so then I turned it around. I had a great um, 
had one session with Chris Hughes and he got me to look at, at, at certain things. And I, most of it, I can't even tell you specifically what it was. It was more of um, he's also an access conscious facilitator and the right voice. He's sort of the head of the right voice for you program that um, access offers. And he just got me to look at like, I don't know what other things I could bring to the table and just something in me, like a demand went on in my universe where everything started changing and then everything just started going back up again. Wow. But one thing I may add though, but part of the thing that you've been observing is because of the tools of access consciousness, because of what they've done for me on a personal level and because of what I've been able to energetically access that doesn't, you can't measure it anywhere in this world. Right. Yeah. It created this knowing in my world. Mm -hmm. So even if everyone on the planet judged me, I'd be okay. And I didn't use to function that way before it mattered to me what you thought of me. Mm. And I would change my way of looking at the world because of what you thought. And especially if more people thought that way compared to me, then I must be wrong. Right. But yeah. what started to occur for me along the way, because of the tools is I started having these like more than energetic experiences, but more like energetic downloads you know, sort of like similar to like people who like die and come back and they have these stories about heaven and blah, 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 or angels. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, that sounds really cool. But I don't know, you know, but no, but they're like, no, I know, you know, and it's like, that's what occurred. And so my facilitation started to, the way I would work with people came from that space of knowing. Wow. Um, that was awesome because I never really had that as a chiropractor. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And when I, you have that knowing, I'm sorry, when you have that knowing, it's like you, you get in this type of the business that we're in, it's like you, you're inviting to people that, that, that to, you're inviting them to this possibility that someone in their world they know is possible, but maybe quite haven't been able to access it themselves. And yeah. that's fun. That's so much fun. It is so much fun. And I think people are so drawn to that. A lot of people right now are looking for that, you know? Yep. Um, I, I want to highlight something you, you kind of an energy you've been through the whole description that I really love is that um, you never, you've never, you haven't anyways here claimed like, oh, this happened. So my business went down or this was a, an outside. It's like, so, so many of us look at these outside sources. Well, COVID killed my business. Well, this happened. Well, you know, my relationship was in turmoil. It's really, you've been like, I didn't, I took my energy out. This is what occurred. Like, it's all about you as a source. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I got to look at, I kind of got lazy. I had projections and expectations. I stopped, I stopped being in the question. I assumed that everything was going to be on automatic pilot now. And no. And I was like, whoa, I have to really be in every 10 seconds. So. Yeah. Sorry wow. for that noise. Hold on. <laughs> All right. I apologize for that no crazy noise. My son is making a smoothie at the moment. Teenagers. <laughs> no? Teenagers. They only think they're the ones who exist and nobody else matters. 
because it's true for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So um, can we go back for a moment? You said when you jumped into the three-day body classes and the talk to Angie's, a kind of a big expansion occurred. Was there, um, was that part of the congruency? You talked about like that congruency and then you got to be more of you. So would you, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, it was just that. And, you know, and one of the things that, again, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness and, and Dr. Dane here is like, they encourage you to be you. And they kept asking me like, when are you going to be you? When are you going to be you? And they're like, when you're being Dr. Anthony Mattis, they're like, you're boring as fuck. <laughs> and like, yeah. And it's so funny. Cause it was, I'm like, yeah, but that's what they teach you in school. Like you have to be professional and you know, it's, you know, all these different fucking things. And it's like, I'm like, you mean I could, I could be me? You guys are okay with that? Like, please be you. And I'm like, sometimes I'm afraid I might be like way off the grid. You know, like, we'll let you know, but just be you. You'll be fine. And then like, I don't know, it was like that green light just allowed me to have more fun facilitating. And even when dealing with like, let's say the insane people who like to try to like fuck a class up, meaning like, what I mean by that is like the class gets to this wonderful energetic space, but then somebody has a problem with something stupid. Like nobody likes me or why didn't your team email me at 10.05 a.m. instead of 9.30, you know, it's like they find something to bitch about, but it's because they're so uncomfortable with all this amazing juicy space that gets created. They're finding a way to make their life go back to how it used to be. And it's like, even those people, I'm like, oh, you're so cute. Is this how, you know, you stop yourself from receiving the very thing you paid all this money for to receive? <laughs> Just wanted to point that out to you. And it's okay. Cause I'll still love you anyway. Cause I get <laughs> You know, it's like, I, I understand. It's like people are like, you know, they ask for all these wonderful things that they don't realize that it requires this amazing, huge space of vulnerability and being uncomfortable. And sometimes people lose their shit, but I don't know. It, it's just, it's really cute and adorable too, because I've been there. I know what it's like, but it's fun to like, not have to stay within this box of professionalism. You know what I mean? Because God, it really took a lot of my juice out of when I would work with people as a chiropractor. And that's actually something I love about you. I'll see you on Facebook lives and like, sometimes you're swearing or just whatever. And then like, I, I love it because I, when I, when I'm around someone being them, it invites me to be more of me. And I'm, it's just so joyful. I'm like, yes, yes, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's, it's amazing. And, and I didn't realize how much, I stopped myself because you can't do that in a chiropractic office. You can't talk about the things that we talk about as access consciousness facilitators. And, and it, it, comparatively speaking, it's like sky's the limit here. Yeah. Sky's the limit. And I, and I always make sure though, especially because there's mostly ladies, uh, you know, women in, in, in access consciousness, I would say like, it's probably like for every hundred people, let's say there's probably like 80 women. Right. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> You know, and, and a lot of women have been through abuse and all that stuff. So you always want to make sure that they feel safe too when you're sort of being um, unfiltered. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And, and especially when it comes to like private sessions and all that. So I always like to make sure that like there's another person, let's say if I'm doing a private session, there's another lady in the room or someone else that's, you know what I mean? So, so I still 
work within those types of things because you know you want people to feel safe and especially a lot of the people who come to these classes because a lot of them are trying to get over their abuses and their struggles and this sense of the universe not having their back like ever you know what i mean so anytime there's any kind of doubt in someone's mind i'll do whatever i can to make sure that they feel totally safe mm. but i don't stop being me in the process you know what i mean yeah it's i'm still a hundred percent all of me which is great so i don't turn myself down anymore and that has been one of the key factors to my business changing wow that's amazing i actually have a client a male client and his wife has experienced abuse and he's felt like in his relationship that he's tried to like be less masculine be less of the energies like as if he's less than she's safer Right. And I, I, yeah, what's, what's actually not true. It's like the more no. that you're being you, um, you can invite people to that. You're, you're safe here, you know? Yeah. And you can be totally. vulnerable here. And like I have your back. Like, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. And that was like the first message I got from, from Dr. Dane. I hadn't even met him, met him in person. And I, and I, I think I may maybe mention this to you in a different podcast, but we talked on the phone and he's like, I just want you to know that universe has your back. And I just started crying. I'm like, because up until that point, I've always felt like I was getting kicked in the balls. Every time I get one knee up or one foot going, boom, kicked in the nuts again. You know what I mean? That, that was like my life up until access. And so, um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'd like to pay forward for people that, Hey, universe has your back. You just have to know how to play with it. Yeah. So would you say that your business has your back? Absolutely. It's just that I didn't, there were times where I didn't have its back. <laughs> yeah. And that's a great question. And, and then I started getting really, really crazy. And I'm like, I think I need to talk to it. Like it's a person. Yeah. And, and there'd be times where it'd be like, dude, why do you still have this person in it? You're not being nice to me. And I'm like, I actually want to talk about staff. Yeah. T say more like, so it's well, not you know, yeah. it's just that it's not an honoring. It's, okay. So one, one of my, I don't know if it's a downfall, it's a capacity, but you know how like your capacities have like a double edged sword. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? So, so one of my capacities is I love working with people and I love to facilitate people to greater possibilities. Right. Yeah. However, I tend to sometimes, I don't know let's say just keep people on my, my team way longer than I should because I want to motivate or inspire them to be greater because that's what I thought they wanted, you know? And so I do a lot of facilitation, <laughs> you know, I work with them and I, and I, and that's part of the time. I don't mind doing that. I like doing that. But then I realized that it's like, I'm facilitating them. They're saying they want the change, but they don't really want the change, not willing to do whatever it takes to change. And then it, it like slows the business down. It contracts the business. And so, but I would just sit there and be like, okay, well, they're going to change. They're going to get over it. They're going to see the light. And for a little while it might work, but after a while you have to look at like, okay, people are what they are and not everybody does desire to change. Not every, everybody doesn't always desire to be more, maybe a little bit more is enough for them. Right. Yeah. 
but does that little bit more match the energy of where the business would like to go? So, you know, I found that, you know, some people, they want to work for a mom and pop shop, which is fine. That's how I had my chiropractic practice. You know, I had this lady with me for four years. She probably should have lasted a year and a half. And, you know, and I could never receive more than a mom and pop shop. And there's nothing wrong with mom and pop shops. But it's like, I would like to have a multi-million dollar business after I pay my expenses. Mm -hmm. So now you have to look at, can the people working with you receive that? Because if they can't, they're going to slow the business down, right? So, and this is like a work in progress still, because I care about people. I do. And I care about people's feelings, yeah. you know, um, and to a fault, <laughs> to, to, to a fault. And what I mean by that, to, where, to the point where like it affects my business and my money flows because I'm, I'm keeping people longer than they need to be here because at the end of the day, they don't really desire to go where the business and I would like to go. Um, it's too much and that's okay. It's not wrong. It's just what it is. So it's like, okay, it's time to move on, but that's hard for me. It's hard for me to let go of people. You know? Yeah. I, I want to inspire them to be greater because I assume that they all want that. And that's where it's that double-edged sword thing. Like you keep trying to give them broccoli but they just want the meat. <laughs> like you said, want the meat or yeah. maybe they just want one piece of broccoli and they don't want any meat. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come on, <laughs> like we can have it all, you know, it's like, let's, let's, let's go. And so, you know, and for me, it's like, I've waited way too long. You know what I mean? I've, uh, I've unchosen way too long and now it's time, you know what I mean? And so the, this is sort of like, and you know, and what else is truly possible? And again, and as your business grows, this is a very interesting thing. As your business grows, it sort of exposes the leaky holes in the bucket. Yes. Right? Until more water starts to come in, you don't know that those there's some weak spots in that in that bucket, right? And and it's not a bad thing. It's like, oh, okay, cool. What is this? Okay, what do we need to do to change it? Can we change it? If so, how can we change it? Right. So as your business grows, you start you starts to expose like the weak links in the business. And so where, where you need to put your attention to and, and to change and to not just patch up those holes, but to maybe actually create a bigger bucket. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And you said it's not honoring to the business. And I think that's a great way to kind of approach it and look at that. Cause yeah, I'm the same. Like I love people and I, I, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want them to feel like they're wrong because this isn't working anymore. And I'm, I'm aware of like every judgment that they're going to give themselves for the next 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and then, but then also looking at, am I honoring my business? Am I honoring me with my business? Right. And um, so what, so you said, so you start to have these chats with your business and uh, looking at, honoring your business. What are some other ways that you honor your business staff, but what else? Like, is it energy? Like what, what would you say? Well, you know, it's like, you know, when you have, you know, if you do have staff or, you know, team working with you, it's like, I think it's important that um, you're there for them, especially in this type of business, when you're doing a business of consciousness, it's like, things are going to come up. Yeah. More, like more than just your regular workplace, you know, things come up in a corporation, things come up, you, you know what I mean? But like 
this is a whole nother level because you're dealing with a level of vulnerability that's required in a business of consciousness and everybody's crazy shit comes up, including mine. So to me, I think one of the key components for me, my, my interesting point of view is to actually be vulnerable with your, with your team, with your staff and let them know if you're in a funk, like, Hey, just so you know, because here's the thing about what we do. We're all aware of energy, right? Crazy. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes I may be going through a funk, but two or three people on the team start going through a funk, but they think it's their funk. So a lot of times I'll be like, Hey, I'm just giving you all a heads up. If you're feeling weird and wonky, it's probably mine. <laughs> it's not yours. I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm not checking out. It's just like, I'm kind of going through what I need to go through. So, so having that, that being vulnerable with your team, being there for your team when, when um, stuff comes up for them and you know, I don't have a problem working with them through their stuff. You know, this is, this is why we're doing what we're doing. To me, it's part of the, it's part of the territory. Um, I think having sometimes meetings that have nothing to do with business, you know, um, we haven't done it in a while, but doing like an acknowledgement meeting, uh. like you just say, like, what are you grateful for about what's showing up in your life? Nothing to do with the business, nothing to do with, you know, what's on our agenda for tomorrow kind of thing. But like, Hey, what's, you know, what are you grateful for about what's going on in your life? And that's something that's really cool because it gets people to acknowledge what has changed. So that, that's pretty cool. And that, again, that's a way of honoring the business. Um, another thing is always asking the business every day. What else? What else? What else can we add? You know, um, destroying and uncreating the business, like everything the business was yesterday destroying and uncreated so that every day you wake up and you have a new business, so to speak, because if you get into that automatic pilot thing, especially with this kind of business, it's going to die. It's going to die. Yeah. I love that. And um, the acknowledgement, the gratitude piece, something I look at is how grateful am I for my business today? And if I'm not grateful and I'm like, man, it's so much work. And like, like, I know I'm killing my business. Yeah. But actually, when you look at, whoa, I get to travel the world and facilitate all these amazing people. I get to do this. I get to do this. Like, I'm really grateful. And that's kind of like a growth, like miracle grow you can yeah. throw on your... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. That's exactly right. So all these little different things contribute to the, the business on an energetic level, sort of gives it that sort of momentum to keep creating. Yeah. Keep creating itself. Yeah. So someone might be looking at your business and going, wow, it's already so like expansive and huge. And he's shooting for like multi-million dollar empire, like, and they're like, I'm just getting started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, um, yeah. Is there anything that we could contribute or that you have in your awareness of those people that might be facing that, the fear, the doubt, the, and, you know, is this right for me? Is this congruent? Um, what would you say to them? Yeah. Well, I would just say, if there's something that you want to do, if it's something that you want to facilitate, uh, if you want to be a facilitator or in, or in any business for that matter, um, you know, you know, for me in the beginning, I was willing to facilitate one person. Okay. So if I let one person show up to a class, I'm like, okay. Um, you know, because I mean, I look at it as, as practice. And what I found was facilitating people 
even if it was just one person, that actually contributed to developing those energetic knowings I was talking about earlier in the call. So all the information that we had been learning up until that point, like as a client or as a student in the class, all of a sudden it goes, because there's something in it about when you're facilitating someone else, what it actually facilitates in me. So it actually allowed me to start building up to where I'm like, okay, five people are just not enough in a class. Once in a while, I'll still do it. Sometimes I'll have five people on a telecall. I'm like, you know what? It's lighter and expansive to go ahead and facilitate it, right? But there was some times where I flew to France and nobody was in the class. And I was just there because I was excited because someone invited me and I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, but I didn't ask any questions. And I'm like, okay, who have you hosted before? How many people can you come back? Like, I, you know, and I was like, oh, we just love you and think you're great. This class is for the future. And I'm like, okay, I can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. If I'm going to travel overseas, we have to have at least you know, 15 or more, 20 or more, whatever it is that will work for you. So, so there was also a demand started to rise up in my world as well, but to not be absolute about everything, to look at every class energetically and what it will create for the future. So, like I said, sometimes I'll, I'll, will fly overseas and they may only be 12 people. For example, I went to Saudi Arabia, there were seven people registered for the class. But I asked, will this create for the future? I got a yes. Literally, the class started in two days after I arrived. Literally went from seven paying participants to 22. And I was solid book doing private sessions and group sessions and all that. So that trip paid for itself, you know, tenfold. It was unbelievable, right? So you just never know sometimes. So you can't be absolute about anything. Um. But I would say just get out there, be willing to facilitate to a tree in the beginning. (laughs) That'll get you going. And once your confidence starts to grow and you're knowing, then you start facilitating from this space that becomes this like invitation to other people. I love that. Has your demand like just naturally grown or have you been inspired by someone else and then demanded more for you? both, but I've always been inspired by people my whole entire life, but I was never willing to be the energies. You know, I just always thought it was for them. I look for, I was content. I'm like, I just want to have a a successful mom and pop shop. I'll be happy. Like that was my point of view for years and years and years and years. I couldn't even have a successful mom and pop shop. I was like fighting just to have it mediocre. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Mom and pop shop is a decent living, you know, it's a pretty good living, you know, but, but then I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. That, that's, that doesn't work for me, you know? Cause it's like, I'm sorry, but it's like, you need money for things. You know what I mean? For a lot of things, a lot of things you don't, but it's like, I don't want to be stressed out if I get a dent in my car. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd be like, okay, cool. I got the money to go fix it. I want to be able to, to contribute to someone else. Start getting started. Like someone who maybe needs a few suits when they start their business, but they don't have the money. Hey man, here you go. Here's five grand. Like to me, you know, like Gary says it, it's to change people's realities. It's not so that I can acquire all this material stuff. Sure. That's, that's, that's a benefit. And I will, because those things are fun, but it's like, I also want to be able to bless other people, for example, you know, and um, you know, Gary talks about benevolent capitalism. 
You know, are you making the world a greater place as a result of your financial success? Um, so, so things started to, my point of view started changing. I always were like, I would like that, but I knew in my heart, I wasn't willing to be the energy that created that kind of thing. And I'll tell you what, Cassie, it's just beginning right now. I know from your point of view, like, you're like, no, it's like, no, like for me, it's like just some finally beginning. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll have you back, back on in five years or two years or six yeah. months. And I'll be like, <laughs> hopefully a year from now. Yeah, a year from now. That's, that's later. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm so grateful for this. There's such a, you're such a gift of being and um, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thanks. And uh, if anyone wants more with Mr. Anthony, uh, we'll have links. Um, you've got your own podcast. You do sessions online all over the world. There's so much uh, that you offer. So we'll make sure that people can find you and connect. Beautiful. Thank so, you. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for exploring the curious universe with me. Your curiosity matters. And what if together we could create a greater, more curious world?